Welcome everyone to the human experience and we are on episode two with one of my good friends, Keegan Nelson. Like I said, in my opinion, one of the best male hairdressers in Auckland and we're just going to catch up and chat about life and just human experience on a day to day. And yeah, what's going on, bro? Good, bro. How are you? Yeah, all good this side. Locked up in the cause, you know how it is. For everyone out there, you might hear some slang words between Keegan and I. <laughs> I'm from uh, being in South Africa for too long. Um, specifically Durban slang. Specifically Durban slang. Yeah. The, word, the word pausey means um, home. Yeah, so, house. Still busy locked up at home, bro, in the lockdown. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I am... Um... Yeah, I'm just plodding along with it, eh? There's not much you can do about it. Just gotta take each day as it comes. What you been uh, what you been up to with the lockdown? Um trying to stick to a routine, eh? Like wake up at a certain time. Um catch up in the social media and news, do all of that shit and then from there get up, same routine, make breakfast. Yeah stretch you know and then let the day roll on before i know it it's like one o'clock already so. i think it's so important to do a routine eh? because you gotta try and keep your mind busy 100 percent, bro you know that mind busy. yeah you've got to keep the mind busy you've got to like i don't just keep doing things but it's hard bro because sometimes you sit there and it's like fuck what what I've run out of things to do, you know? <laughs> True. There's only so much TV you can watch, eh? Hard, bro. And that's basically all you can do. What well, you know what was crazy, actually? Um, when they were announcing this lockdown, and they were like, oh, all right, we're going to have an announcement at whatever time it was, like five o'clock or some shit, right? Yeah. A friend of mine read an article on the news saying that same night the whole week there was going to be a huge power outage in Auckland <clears throat> holy shit imagine a lockdown <laughs> with a fucking power outage oh man imagine TV, yo. bruv you can't even have a cup of tea my friend oh true story eh? there's no hot, no hot water no tea bro what you gonna do bro who's got board games no one I own a chess set, I must say. I'll Who are you going to play chess with, bro? <laughs> well, left hand versus the right hand. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, Stop it. But it shows you that's crazy how um, how society is so dependent on like electronics. Without electronics, like you say, imagine being in like a four-week lockdown with no electronics. Like, I know. But it's not even just really, it's not even electronics. It's just playing down electricity. <laughs> Yeah. Like, we're so dependent on electricity. Like, think about, like, just, like, hot water. Like, the most basic thing. Hot water, cooking, um, kettle. The basic, basic things. Electricity. But electronics is even is a whole different ball game, bro. You take it for granted, eh? You do, and I, sometimes I feel like... Um, I don't know, bro. I've always said this, you know, like about apps and social media apps. Yeah. I've always said 
it would be a really good idea if with with social media it was only accessible via a laptop and like a computer yeah, yeah because yeah. It, it can be limited yeah you know, i think by us having it on our phones constantly all the time the amount of information we're getting per second it's just it's not it's not healthy not at all bro like how, yeah, do, you, know? how do you we weren't designed to like you know we weren't designed to absorb so much information so fast i mean our brains are the strongest uh, computer in the universe but still like you say it's per second you know you scroll information boom scroll boom, information. boom 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 it's non-stop non-stop imagine having someone that um lived in the 1800s bro or even like the 1950s came here now to 2021 and saw these kids walking around staring at these screens they'll be like what the fuck is going on the kid is under a spell the thing he's looking at is, is a wizard oh, is the witch it's got oh, him under a spell because those people they were born on face-to-face communication they had to run down the road to onto little Susie's house and give her a love letter rather than sending her a dick pic you know hard oh, bro it's so, quite crazy bro like at the end of the day I think like cell phones um it's a great tool but i think it needs there needs to be some some sort of uh what do you call it like um some sort of limit like to be fair Mm. people i think we just use it too much and i don't think i think the way we're using it is just like fuck it's all over the place like yeah on your phone 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 it's a bit wild, you know, at the moment yeah. with all this kind of stuff. So I try to like push off notifications of certain apps and stuff like that. Um, and that's why I don't really post much on Instagram either. I just, I don't know. I, I, I've always said to people this, right? People are like, oh, you never post. I say, I just, one thing I say, I just go, I'm not into myself that much. <laughs> No, wow. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and they just sit there and stare at me and they're like, oh, fair enough. Because you can't argue that, right? Yeah, true story. Like, uh, I'm I telling just, you my dead honest truth with you. Like, um, yeah, I'm just not that into myself. I really, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Hey. Yeah, but the thing about social media and the phone is that it's, it's a distraction from yourself, right? Like, the minute we feel uncomfortable, the minute, think about if you... You have to go to the bank or the doctor's appointment or something like that and you have to sit in the waiting room for like half an hour what's the first thing we do is pull out the phone yeah oh it's gone just to, to distract ourselves from what's really going on i'm like we don't sit in the waiting room and be like the person next to us be like hey what's up like yeah do you battle with anxiety do you battle with depression do you do you battle with everyday depression? well i think i was speaking to a friend of mine when i was uh when i was in london about two years ago right and we were on the tubes and we we're talking right and he was like I, I said to him i was like bro look at everyone do you, i don't know if you know my friend liam liam Alheron. i've spoken to you about him yeah 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 you have you have yeah, yeah so anyway we were on the tube and i said to him bro look at everyone all on their phones and he was like yeah true true so this, i said to him oh it's crazy and he was like yeah man but then he said to me He's like, you've also got to realize before phones, what were people using? Magazines, newspapers. Mm. 
but there's a difference because that only holds a certain if you've got a magazine or a newspaper it only holds a certain amount of information yeah true story. once it's done it's done it's done yeah you're right you can lift your head up or you um if you're in a doctor's waiting room you put the the book down and at least you're looking up there's time for engagement yeah yeah whereas with your phone it's just it's just constant limitless bro yeah it's limitless you're not you're not at any point it's weird bro when i'm on my phone and i'm scrolling hard out right which i don't do a lot but if i am and i'm scrolling scrolling and i'm in a public area and then i'm scrolling 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 and then i look up i almost feel like distorted oh yeah i know what you mean i don't know if that makes sense i almost feel like um i've been in a different different world or like it's like, oh shit. Like a, like a different dimension, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like almost, you know, when you rub your eyes yeah. really hard and then you open your eyes and you're like, there's stars and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like that, bro. Mm. So do you think it's, do you think it's anxiety inducing or it's helping with the whole ang- social anxiety craze uh, that we have now? I think it is anxiety inducing, whether you like it or not. Um, and whether you admit it or not, or whether you know it or not, it's definitely anxiety-inducing because it's it's a safe haven for people, right? It's like I don't know. You you, you completely you feel sure about something and you completely disconnect. So you're not completely. You're not dealing with the situation, or you're not. I, I think. Okay, maybe it, it, people will look at it as a coping mechanism. Yeah, yeah. But I think you have to try and cope with certain, with anxiety or depression with your mind and not be lazy. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So it's crazy. Like um, people always say, and I'm sure you've heard this, they'll say, oh, anxiety, depression, um, you've got to fix it. If you tell someone, that you have depression or anxiety, the first thing they'll say is, oh, what are you doing about it? Are you going to fix it? You know, da, 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 da. And I think people nowadays, they're so fixated on fixing something right now and right then. Yeah. And if they can't, they panic, they freak yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about this is, I was actually thinking about this yesterday, is with anxiety and depression and all these types of things, it takes time and you're never gonna fix it it's always gonna be there you're always Mm -hmm. gonna you're always gonna get a feeling of oh fuck or something right Mm -hmm. it's just how you cope with it Mm -hmm. that matters it's just how you how you sit in your brain and you go whoa 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 whoa. let's stop going 200 miles per hour and let's go 0.1 miles per hour yeah yeah you know, and this is a coping mechanism as opposed to like, yo, let's fix it and let's perfect myself. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying, bro? Yeah, yeah. It's a shame. I think I agree with you 100%, bro. Well said, brother. I think um, also it's the shame culture of society. You know, I think um, anxiety and depression has become like a fashionable thing to wear. Yeah. And it's been almost been glorified by society. Like, oh, yeah. 
I'm not cool if I haven't been depressed or I haven't been through anxiety and come out the other side. Rather than, yes, this is what I deal with. Like you say, like, yeah, this is what I deal with. And this is what I do on a daily, daily day, day-to-day basis to bring myself back to base level and be like, you know what? This is something which is a part of me. And like you say, I'm trying to stop my mind from running at 200 miles an hour and get back to base level of zero. And just because I've experienced this doesn't make me less of a human. You know, it just, yeah. it just makes me me. For so sure, bro. It's the shame culture as well, bro. People it's look down pe- on it. People nowadays, they like to, um, I don't know, like you say, it's become a trend, right? And I think people like to be pitied a lot. Um, and yeah. I, I, I don't understand it. Like, I've got to be careful what I say because at the end of the day... You say what you want to say, bro. This is a I'll, safe I'll space. Look, I'm uh, politically, I'm not a left or a right person. I try my hardest to be in the middle so I can try and see all points. Yeah, yeah. Right? However, in my opinion, I believe the world has gone super, super left. Right? And I think it can be quite... If, even if you go super, super left or you go super, super right, they're both quite dangerous. You always have to politically sit in the middle trial because there's a balance if you it, it was anything in life if you eat too much chocolate it's bad if you eat too much fruit it could it's bad you know yeah it's all about a balance um and i think by going too left it can be quite dangerous because you start taking people's freedom of speech away mm-hmm. um and you start coming to a point of um everyone must feel sorry for everyone sometimes it's not good to feel sorry for people and sometimes it's good to ignore like if someone's feeling shit right sometimes to motivate someone is to ignore it so they realize hey it's actually not that bad you can get through this there's certain ways you can manipulate situations to help someone yeah well it's the difference between empathy and sympathy right you don't want yeah. to feel sympathy is oh i feel sorry for you i'm over here up in my tower you down there with your problems empathy yeah. is empathy and compassion is oh i see you struggling let me sit with you in the rain and not tell you how to get out of the rain but i'll just sit here with you yeah i think i think it's like look i used to work with a girl right um, and she she battled right with with um depression and everything um and oh my god she was she was she tried so hard to become a better person and she was such a hard worker she i I can't begin to tell you how hard she worked and she you could tell she didn't want this burden and you could tell she just wanted um this kind of stress off her shoulders right yeah i mean who would want that you know what i'm saying and this type of person i'd always be there for you know what i'm saying yeah i'd always be there for um but then you've got to be careful with some people like you were saying it's a fashion now to be depressed or anxiety it's like it is you know know? (coughs) and i think 
if you sit there and sympathize a lot with people and you hold, they will always do it to you. Because they know that you're giving them attention. You've got to uh-huh. be careful, bro. Like if someone's doing it for attention and someone's genuinely just doing it because they've gone through shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's a hard one to understand. Mm. I hopefully that makes sense. It, yeah, I mean, like again, it's between sympathy and empathy. I mean, like you say, a lot of people feed off that victim mentality and it's like, make me feel better because I can't make myself feel better, which is a form of codependence, you know, where yeah. that people are reliant on other people's opinions of them to fuel my depressive state, to fuel my anxious state, to make me feel better because I can't make myself feel better. So tell me how good I'm doing because I don't know how good I'm doing rather than empathizing and being like, hey, man, I can see you suffering. How can I support you in this? Not being like, oh, Shane, you're suffering? What's wrong? Yeah, What's yeah. Like those, those like anxiety and depression and, and they, they feed off that, you know? I mean, Bro, my dad was trying to call me. Um, what I'm gonna, right. I will just give me a sec. I'm just talk. Hey. Well, all of you guys still listening. Um, call and join it just now? Uh, or not really? Not really, bro. I don't think so. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll have, I don't know how to join the recordings. Sorry, guys. We are just a bit of a fledgling podcast studio. So, yeah, we're trying to keep it as raw as possible. Keegan's at home in lockdown now. Trying to uh, all good. navigate his phone call with his dad. Oh, actually, I can just message him. What am I tripping about, bro? Yeah. Sorry, bro. The last time I declined this call, he got angry. <laughs> he gets super, he's super emotional, which I love about him. Your dad is one emotional uh, being, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, well, he gets emotional. I'm just on a call. Call dad. X-X. I mean, your your dad for me is one like an extremely, extremely vulnerable man. Like you guys still kiss each other on the lips and stuff. Yeah, like bro. Yeah, for sure. So that type of love, you know, not to get off topic, or but that type of love is unfound amongst men. But you know what? Of, you know what I was gonna say to you earlier? My dad, <clears throat> my dad has helped me with so much in my life, bro. Mentally wise, not like anything else, but like obviously with more things. But me, like mentally and coping with certain things, my dad's really helped me with a lot. Yeah, he's a strong man, bro. Yeah, and he's always. I don't know, my dad is, was really, really... My dad and my mom, both of them, really good parents to me. Even though we went through hard times in our lives, which everybody does, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. I think what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Um, but, fuck, I always remember one thing about my parents. Even though we were going through hard times, one thing I could always cling on to was the love they had for me, which... I, I'll never ever forget. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it was something that was so pure. Yeah. Um, and I can never thank them enough for that. Yeah. Well, what's what's more pure than a parent's unadulterated love for their child, bro? Like, insane. And you've like, seen my dad around me, bro. 
yeah, insane. Like when I first had Lily, I never thought I would experience the love I feel for that child, bro. It's like yeah. it's like animalistic. It's just <laughs> I think it's something that we are intently born with and we like you say, we strive away from it. We try and push it away with with um, electronics and going inside our own head rather than expressing that true unadulterated love for everyone, which we don't do, bro. So in saying that, let us know um, so your day-to-day client basis. Yeah. What's the, what's the type of numbers we're looking at? How many people do you interact with daily? Uh, on a busy day, uh, between eight and ten. Depends what um, what like shift I'm working. And per uh, hour, per hour, how many people? Uh, I do one person an hour. So I mostly do women. I do women and men. So my woman appointments for haircut would be an hey. hour, yeah. and then men haircuts depending will be forty five minutes to an hour. Right. So it's eight different types of topics you have to talk about daily. Well, not really. Like eight. No. Eight hours of conversation. No, because one person might have five, eight different types of topics I'm talking with. Oh, true story. So there's way more. You know what I mean? Like in one hour, you can cover so many topics, right? Because one thing leads to another all the time. Hmm. You know how what I'm do saying? You, yeah, but how, how do you mentally prepare yourself for the day? Is there a process you go through before you get to work? Is there something that you you tell yourself, or how do you mentally prepare yourself for the day to have that many mind-stimulating conversations? I think for me, like, and this is the way I am as a person, like, for me, um, if I think of things too much, that's when I get a bit anxious. So if I were to get up and I was to sort of think about, oh, okay, I've got so-and-so in, what I'm going to talk about, da 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 I will immediately get anxious. I'm a type of person that likes to be faced with it there and then, boom. Oh, yeah. Whatever comes out, comes out. Take it or leave it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, uh, so what I do, I'll tell you my routine. I get, I wake up, I get out of bed at about eight o'clock. Um, I have a coffee. I watch the news for about. Uh, half an hour, 45 minutes, I watch the news, see what's happening around the world. And then I get into the shower, brush my teeth. Um, at this point, I'm feeling quite awake. And then I get changed. Um, I freshen up, get changed, and then I walk to work. Um, Maybe it's that walk to work, bro. Like when you walk out in nature and the fresh air. Well, it's able for you to have the yeah. clarity to tackle the day, you know? Possibly. And I listen, to, I love music. Um, I listen to a wide variety of music. So that helps as well. Yeah, shout um, out, shout out. Small shout out for some songs there. Oh, what am I listening to now? Shit. Uh, I mostly listen to playlists. But uh, what am I listening? I'm listening to a lot of house music. So... You know, like black coffee, all this kind of stuff. Um, Shout out black coffee. There it is. There it is. Um, hip hop, a lot of hip hop. Shout and out then, gangsta. Uh, gangsta. That's the one. 
Yeah, Gangstar is my ultimate. Eh? Like, if I'm ever feeling below, below, I listen to Gangstar. For real. Yeah. It's um, a level of connectivity again. You know, he talks oh, about bro. real stuff when you rap. Yeah. And I you think, can relate to it. I think Guru. Guru so, Bro, I think it's just his, um, his wordsmithing and the way he says things. It's not all about making people feel shit. But no. it's all about, it's all about, like... It's like poetry. It's like elements of, yeah, I'm better than the situation. I will do better. I can get myself out of the hole. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, Which is so relatable. Like, so relatable. Very much very so. Relatable. Very much so. So I've been listening to Gangs, Gangstar since I was about um, 10. And yeah, man, it's just them two, DJ Premier and Guru are just like, for me, the most uplifting people, you know? Yeah, those of you out there that want to find that music, jump on Spotify, type in Gangstar, that playlist is... Gangstar, right one of the best yet. <laughs> um, so, what would you say is your some of your deepest fears of every day when you go into work? What, what do you fear the most? Um, I, I think like everyone, like definitely being not liked wow yeah not be, being not liked being criticized for my work that's oh, yeah. a big fear um I, my fears don't come in the beginning of the day because i try to wake up positive they more come towards the end of the day when things have happened you know what i mean so like People oh, yeah. may, like oh maybe I'll misread something and I think fuck maybe that person didn't like my work yeah, or yeah. that client wasn't happy or oh did I say yeah. this to offend someone yeah um, biggest fear as well is saying saying or doing things that make people feel unhappy oh wow triggering people eh yeah I don't like that I like I want I want people around me to be happy you know, but that's the essence of being human bro like some people just whatever you're going to say is going to trigger them either way. And that's got yeah. nothing to do with you. That's got shit to do with their own. I way. agree. I agree with that. No, I told, and I'm actually only coming to terms with that now with like, actually my boss, Brad has been helping me a lot with that. And that's all about sort of, um, not taking burdens and taking other people's shit on board. I think that's important, you know, but the difference. That's the thing with you. I mean, I've been your friend a long time now, and you are a an empath. You know, you like yeah. to feel a lot what people feel. And there's a saying you can you tell yourself is, um, "Observe, don't absorb." Yeah, and hard. So that's the thing. Like an empath, I'm, I also have essence, essence uh, parts of me that is an empath, and I like to transform into this white knight character and be like oh yeah let's fix this let's do the work let's move into it and then after that exchange i find myself being like drained and i'm like fuck i actually don't have time yeah. for myself because i'm constantly trying to run around and fix the world with all their problems which is not a bad thing to do but in a certain way you need to try and navigate people to understand their own mind and not show them the way if that well, makes sense. yeah well this is this is a day in the life of a hairdresser bro like yeah you know i'm with people every day some people don't come with problems some do um i i personally i just feel like i've got to not i've got to 
but I want to be there to be someone to listen for them to feel like someone I'm listening you know yeah. hey I'm here I'm listening and I do I think listening to people is so important and a lot of people don't understand what listening is it's actually all about it really is all about being present being present bro Amen, yeah and, bro. and clearing your mind and listening to every word they say our contact taking it in understanding it replying um, mm. I think it's so important like people don't understand it anymore. you know it's crazy bro I had a client right? and um, this client of mine he works in a firm top class firm quite high up in the firm very nice guy right and he said to me he's I don't know how old he is he's about 40 45 um, and he said to me He's getting, he gets a lot of pe- interns come in for, for jobs and younger people. And they interview these people, these younger people. And he said they are so awkward. They don't know how to communicate. Oh, wow. And that, bro, they have to send majority of these kids to, uh, what do you call it? Like um, classes. There's a wow. new thing, bro. There's a new thing now where kids of like 20, 19, they can go to classes to learn how to communicate and learn how to, um, you know, how to articulate and listen and engage with people, bro. If you think about it, like, I can't believe it. Yeah, well, when he told me that, I was like, oh, is this a joke? Yeah, well, those kids have grown up behind the screen. There's just actually this pan- epidemic going around with. Um, I know you play a lot of video games, so don't take this personally, bro. No, 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 but I balance it. You know, I'm with uh, people all day. Yeah, they say younger, the younger generation men, so like the now uh, 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds now, feel that they are engaging and have high-developed social skills because they play these video games with them running around and interacting with a lot of other like um players in the game so they feel that they have these developed social skills but when they take them off the video game and they interact with random people and life situations they have no idea how to articulate themselves how to communicate how to listen so you telling me that right now makes a lot of sense but it's in a way it's fucking sad bro it is really sad man it's so sad like and that's why i think i think like and this is the thing with parenting as well bro like, I think a lot of people, and I've seen it in the salon, bro, when I have clients come in and they have they have kids, um, and the kids maybe like, not misbehaving, but just, you know, what's the word? Getting energetic and all that kind of jazz. What it's do so they do? Yeah, what do they do, bro? They give them the iPad, they give them the phone, they give them this. Yeah. Bro, the child immediately, bro, shuts down, straight on the iPad, glued. It's like a transformation. And I'm thinking, how are you not talking to your child and, and, and communicating, hey, look, what you're doing now is not the right thing. Mm-hmm. Sit down and behave yourself. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, it's actually insane, bro. Like, I think, to be fair, like, I do play video games, but I definitely balance it. I play, oh, I, I play video games to escape. 100%. So I'll, I'll go to work. 
I listen to people all day, I'm with people all day. I come home, I play video games, and it just allows me to relax. You know? Yeah. But um, I think, yeah, this, I think social media and technology is a great thing, but at the same time, I think we do too much. Shock, bro. It's, 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 it's devastating. It's, it's it is. fucking devastating. So, it's, but now, it's too much. In your line of work, mm-hmm. you deal with a lot of people a day. So we're doing like eight to 10 people a day. We'll call it 10 people a day. It's almost 50 people a week, right? Um, no, I'd, I would, I'd say, I know the, I know how much I do a week. I'd say it's about 35. So 35 a people a 35 week. 35 a week. 140 people a month. In your opinion, you deal with a lot more people than the average person. In your opinion, what would you say that you've experienced is people's deepest battles that they struggle with on a day-to-day basis? They struggle, eh? Um, What's the common theme? I think being accepted. Wow. Being accepted and conforming. People want to... I feel like a lot of people, they want to... Um, behave a certain way. They want to fit in with the mold. Oh, yeah. You know, they want to conform. They want to, oh, am I saying this? Oh, I haven't offended you. Or, um, oh, am I saying this right? Am I dressed okay? Um, you know, uh, people definitely as well, they attach themselves with a certain image for themselves, I believe. You know, they want, like, let's say with their hair, they want their hair a certain way. Like, I'm talking, bro, to the meticulous thing. Yeah. Like, where they part, like, with women, their partings in their hair. Mm-hmm. Some chicks, bro, if, if her, her hair parting's in the middle, mm-hmm. and you say, all right, we're going to try to switch it up, we'll put your parting to the left. Oh, you put it to the left, they'll just go straight away. Oh. Oh my god, that doesn't feel like me. No, 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 no. Put in the that's such a small thing, right? Yeah, yeah. But for them, it's a big thing. So I think. Wow, it's fascinating. Oh, bro, it's insane. Like I think people's struggles is 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 all about like conforming. I reckon conformity. Hmm. You know what I'm saying, like. Hmm. Like, but I think as well, it's different because I think in New Zealand, it's different culture than the UK or South Africa. Oh, definitely. Like if I went to South Africa and we were in South Africa what? now and we were saying, hey, what do you, Keegan, what do you think people's daily struggles are? You're going to say other things, crime, getting mugged, locking my doors, making sure my children are safe. Wow. Bro. You know what I'm saying? That's deep as a motherfucker. That's deep. You know, this is this is a difference, right? And if you go, you go to the UK and you say, "Oh, what's your deepest fears?" To some people, be like, "Oh, leaving Brexit uh, because I want to be able to travel around Europe for free." Mm-hmm. So there's different levels. Like, if you imagine if, if you went to Afghanistan now and you said, "What's your deepest fear?" Oh my gosh. Yeah, my family surviving. Yeah, day-to-day struggles, right? Yeah. Um, I think in New Zealand people are very protected um, I think it's a good thing and I think it's sometimes a bad thing Yeah. I feel sometimes I think in New Zealand culture a lot of the time 
generally before COVID, we feel like we've um, we're tucked away. Yeah, yeah. I think it also yeah. it breeds a sense of naivety when it comes yeah. to New Zealanders. Like, like when I first got here, like in two weeks, the first the headline of the newspaper was "Dolly the sheep turns like 58," and I was like, "What? Wow. The fuck? This is on the front page of the newspaper." And I've come from a country where we have like 58 murders a day. You know. But you see, this is a big thing, right? I think and. I'm just speculating. You can say if I'm wrong or not, but I think you see in New Zealand, people there's a lot of mental health. People have a lot of mental health problems. Not I don't want to say problems, but mental health issues, hurdles, issues and hurdles, right? And I think it's because they have not people in New Zealand and Kiwis in general. And this is not to say it's a bad thing or a good thing. It's just the reality is they haven't been subjected to a lot of like 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 me and you right from south africa yeah yeah right the daily struggles we go through every day yeah yeah, every day so we know in a sense you become thick-skinned and you, you can deal with a lot more because you're subjected to a lot more yeah right like walking to the dairy back home you could die 100%, 100%, bro. You know what I mean? Here, you can walk to the dairy and you know nothing is going to happen. Well, the percentage of something that's going to happen will be like 1% to 2%. Back home, you have like a 50% chance. 50-50, bro. You might get mugged and you could get stabbed and you could die. I've so, been mugged heaps. Heaps, bro, heaps. You yeah, know what I'm saying? My friends have been mugged. You remember that friend of ours, bro? You know her, Lisa. Yeah, she got stabbed all in her stabbed shoulder. Stabbed seven crazy. times, bro. Poor girl. She was with one of my best friends. Just the two of them. They were walking to the bot, uh, the um, the dairy, and I yeah. always grabbed her. And the one I threw my friend Barry down the hill, and they got a hold of Lisa. You know, and that, yeah. that that that's insane. And this is something that happens on a daily. Yeah, and she was. How old was she when she when that happened? Like 16, 17? Young bro, 16. Yeah, like that. I mean, that's so traumatizing. I mean, for everyone that's listening, we've got a 16-year-old female. You're, you're still in school. You're walking to the shop with a friend. Three Africans jump you, throw the one friend down the hill, and they just continue to stab you repeatedly in your shoulder and back, and then steal your phone and run off. I mean, what type of upbringing is that i mean it breeds naivety like i said in new zealand like girls 16 year old there they don't understand that or the woman here they don't understand that's why south african women are the way they are they're culturally bred to be first of all defensive to be passionate to be somewhat aggressive in nature because we're always on the defense you know we have to fend for our lives and yeah you have to your beliefs are your beliefs right you have to you you can't in south africa you can't be like not you can't but if you believe something you believe something right yeah you've got to it's 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 all it's all a mindset and i don't think people realize like how much your mind is so much in control like even the controlling factor yeah like you look at us bro like I mean, coming from South Africa, bro, being 
in such a so much hardship right and then we come to a different country and we're so opinionated and so which which yeah. down the down the track later now you know remember when you first came to south africa bro i had been here for how long new zealand when i first came to Sorry, new zealand new zealand when you first came to new zealand i had been here for how long five, um, five, five years let's say five yeah, yeah. Right? so i'd already become a bit custom right yeah. when you, when you came Bro, you were so South African, right? Still. Still? Oh, but you've definitely, you've learned the way of the culture, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. But when you first come and you, 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 you're faced with a new culture, you're like, oh, well, we don't do it back home like that. Oh, we don't do it. No, no, no. And you try your hardest. You try your hardest to, 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 to cling on to your culture and who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have to give up well not give up but you have to give in and go hey I've chosen to move to a different country I need to learn new things and this is a this is something that helps you grow as a person I feel yeah hundreds but hardship grows content you know you need yeah. to you need to let go of the egoic construct of what South Africa built me what's that? What was that? My yeah. uh, my keyboard. This, yeah. Yeah, sounds like chopping onions. <laughs> no, it's... Make, making curry. No, my, my keyboard. Yeah, I mean, when you move countries, so in my opinion, the first thing is that we have an egoic construct of ourselves. So our ego is who we think we are. And if we're going back to where you said that women like their hair parted in the middle and some mm-hmm. women like their hair parted in a different way. And they've that's the construct they've created about themselves through the eyes of the ego, you know? Yeah. This is who I am. This is what I embody. This is the clothes I wear. This is the style of clothes I wear. This is the way I wear my hair. This is the way I view myself, not of who I actually am. Yeah. When we come from South Africa to come here, you have to let go of that constructed ego that you've kept so close to yourself for so long. Yeah. And, that, and that's It's hard, a part bro. of you. It's a part. It's who you are. It's a part it of you. It literally is, bro. It's like your arm. It literally or, is. It's like your arm or your, your fingers. Yeah, it literally is. And you have to either surrender to it or you're going to just keep fighting the system and always find this sense of like uncomfortability and be like, but oh, this New is Zealand it. This, New Zealand that. When you, just embrace it, you know? When you surrender... I feel like when you surrender, or how you said it like that, you're opening different doors to different learning experiences. Oh yeah. The more you defend something and you go, oh no, I don't want to be like that. I want, I am South African. Like for me, I speak to heaps of people back home and they go, oh my gosh, you've changed so much, da da da. Like it's a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, what did you and, expect? <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's not that I'm changed, I've just, I'm, I'm learning, I'm growing. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, you've changed so much. You're a different person. And I'm like, yeah, but this is this is life. This is what you have to do. Yeah. I'm sorry that you haven't done the same. You know, that's not my fault. But you have to, you have to learn. But you're always going to get people that sort of don't want you to learn and don't want you to grow, you know? Yeah, man, you got to ask yourself, are we evolving or are we revolving? And yeah. Like, at the end of the day, you only get one life. Like, am I going to adapt or am I going to stay in the same place? You oh, you remember that question you asked me just now? Um, 
What is people's biggest fears? Yeah. Um, I feel like one of the biggest fears is also when people, what was I going to say? Um, is people's opinions and beliefs are confronted. Ah. That is number one. So when you question their reality of thinking. Well, let's say if I put somebody in my chair and I uh, have an opinion on something, right? Yeah, this is actually a very great thing to talk about. Right. So I got someone um, and I have an opinion on something and I say that opinion and it conflicts with their whole opinion. You can immediately tell someone will just shut down. Yeah, they get defensive or triggered. Defensive, triggered. And this is a crazy, crazy, crazy part how people have evolved to be this way. Like, I, this is the way I deal with this is I, I solely believe this is if you don't believe, like, let's say, me, let's say, for instance, me and you, right? We have different opinions on something. At the end of the day, that is okay. It, it doesn't mean. You have to get over it. You, you have to, like, if you say, "Oh, I have my opinion on this," da da da. I have an opinion on this. Mm-hmm. You've literally got to sit there and just go, "Oh, that's awesome! You have an opinion on that." You can discuss it. It's awesome to discuss it, but it's you can't. Not you can't, but it's not a good situation to argue about it because no one's going to let go of their opinions. Yeah, right. It's, is it? Is it a fight to who needs to be right? Like everyone is entitled to what they want to think, right? Yeah, and sometimes it's like my dad always used to say to me, he's like, Keegan, no one comes into my house, talks to me about politics or religion. If they do, they can get out. I don't want them here. Yeah. Because you're wrong and I'm wrong. You're right and I'm right. Yeah. It is. You know, and... at the end of the day, you have to, I always believe this, you have to accept people. When, when, when I get people that come to me and they say, oh, I accept everybody. I accept everybody for who they are. The minute you give them an opinion and they shut down, well, are you accepting me now? Are you judging or accepting? Yeah. Exactly. The the day, what you, can't just, you can't just say, oh, I accept people because the people you meet, you, you meet them and you hug them and you kiss them and you smile at them and you have good intentions. But yeah. when they when push comes to shove and they give you a conflicting opinion, oh no, I don't like you because yeah. you believe in this. Oh, you're on. pushing back on me now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm Could, saying. You you yeah, can't. Yeah. You you say you you like you accepting of people. So you have to accept their opinions then. Their rights and their wrongs, bro. Like people are yeah. either way. It doesn't matter. Like think what you want to think. You know you can only only meet someone as much as you've met yourself of course so you can be wearing this mask and this facade and walk around and be like yeah i accept people for how they are and then someone pushes back on you and says hey man i don't like the way you say that to me it makes me feel shitty like you said that in a very selfish demeaning manner i don't enjoy that yeah and then you go oh here comes the defense oh what me i'm not selfish not me like you yeah and just being like Oh man, that's okay. Like that's your opinion. I'm sorry it came across like that. That wasn't my intention. You know exactly. Hey, bro. Whenever if I ever say something to someone that offends them, and they tell me straight up, I'll say straight away. Yo, look. Like honestly, that's not my intention. I'm so sorry, right? Yeah. And I, I, I get. I, I, I've worked with people, and I've been around people, right? And 
Like, I wouldn't say, okay, I've been bullied, but psychologically bullied a few times because I'm quite a pushover. And I get people who come to me and say, oh, you offended me. And I'll say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Next day, oh, you offended me. Oh, I'm sorry. Da, da, da. I got to a point where I was like, people are taking a piss now. Like, at the end of the day, you want me, you're going to the point where you're trying to change me to benefit you. Yeah, manipulating me. Yeah. You're trying to change me to make you happy. You're trying to get me to say the right thing so you can feel okay. That's nonsense. That's I get nonsense. It. I I get it. Like if I offend you maybe one or two times. Right? But if I'm offending you multiple like if if someone is offend like me personally, right, watch out. If somebody offends, let's this change, let's flip it. If someone is offending me heaps, right? Like a lot during the day. Yeah. I just try and make sure I stay away from them. Because now, they're probably in, intent, no one's intention is to offend someone. Well, not like. No, not a lot of people. So, yeah, not a lot of people. A lot of. We would hope so. There's some weird fuckers out there. There is. There is an exception. There's an exception with everything, right? But I feel like if someone's offending me, I just try not to engage with them so I don't get offended. Yeah. But if I try and argue, it's just going to become an argument. It's, it won't go anywhere because nobody... I can't expect someone to change for me. This is not... It's a selfish way of thinking. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's... Never. That's narcissistic, manipulative yeah. behavior. Right? It's, not, it's not constructive at all. Like, like I'm let, the same as you. I don't engage in that shit. I'm just like, oh, I can see what you're doing. Yeah. It's okay. But if, if, if like, let's say, for instance, Brad or Josh, because they're quite close to me, or yourself, you, you offend me in some way. Hey, I'll say, bro, don't say that. It's offensive. You guys, all of you guys will be like, yeah, well, I understand. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Didn't mean to come out that way. My bad, bro. Yeah, and that's fine. That's all good. But I think a lot of people nowadays, like going back to the point of the world becoming super left, everyone is offended. <laughs> it's true. Everybody but is everyone offended. Gets offended. Because at bro, 100% of the time, 100% of the time, the offense they are taking has got nothing to do with what you actually said or did right now. Exactly. It's got to do with what they are dealing with internally and they just project that hate and that negativity and that triggered situation onto you. If yeah. they had were able to face their own stuff and be like, oh yeah, up to the levels that they need to face, their own neuroses and traumas and pattern behavior, they will be able to be like, oh, I can understand why you said that right now, how you said that. and." That's okay because I know you didn't intentionally do that to harm me, but this is how it made me feel, you know? No, of course. But it's, it's crazy that you have to go in such a roundabout way. I know, bro. Because this is why, because the world has become so PC. Yep. You get what I'm saying? Like, I've, I've, um, I think to myself, fuck, I just want to say something, but I have to. Oh, in my opinion, and the way I think is like this, and 
Like, yeah, you almost have to water down what you say. Uh, you know? Yeah, and it's insane because at the end of the day, I, I'm, I, I think, like I was saying, you have to be in the middle. Yes, you can consider people's feelings. It's a great thing and it's a great attribute and you should do that. Yes, at the same time, you should be able to express yourself. Hundred, you should be able to speak your truth. Like I yeah. have a saying where I say, I'm sorry if my honesty offends you, but I'm not going to not speak the truth. It's not my yeah. intention to hurt you, but I'm never going to not speak my truth. And I'm sorry if my honesty offends you. Oh, well. Hey, bro. I'm not... No, to be honest, bro, I'm not sorry if my honesty offends you. Well, it's not my intention, you know? It's not my intention. But this is what... At the end of the day, like I, a lot of younger people, they come uh, I meet and da 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 and I will just talk, oh, I got offended the other day, da, da, da. I'm just thinking, you do realize, like, in your lifespan, you're going to be offended so much in your life. Like, daily. Daily. And if this is how you're taking it, you're going to live an extremely hard life. Yeah. Like you have personal all the personal time. Personal all the time. You have not to. always about you. You know, it's not always about you. It's about 100% of the other person projecting their insecurities on you. I genuinely, genuinely believe that being thick-skinned, I know it sounds intense and it sounds hectic, but being thick-skinned helps in the direction of success. Oh, yeah. And self-transformation, right? Yeah. And being able to, being able to take shit on. Yeah. Being able to deal with people on a day-to-day basis. That's why um, I say like we've got to wrap this up real soon but that's why i say that you are a master in your art because you deal with people on a daily daily basis and you have to listen to what they say and lend opinion without being triggering or offensive you know so yeah bro i mean Puck, i get offended every day bro but yeah, um, no, but it's, it's all it's all good it happens you, you, it happens you move on you move on bro you have to move on we love and return the love, my brother. Hard, bro. Always, bro. So, if you wanna, if you wanna give a shout out to your salon right now, let's uh, let the people know where they can find you. We're on social media, platforms. Where do you work? Shout well, I'm at a salon called French Revolver. It's in Auckland City, uh, Victoria Street. Uh, and social media, I'm just on Instagram. Uh, it's just Keegan Nelson. Yeah. Where can they find? Uh, how can they get in contact with French Revolver? Um, we're also on Instagram. It's also just French Revolver. Um, I don't know the phone number. <laughs> uh, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> oh, that's crap. Oh, yeah, so anyone looking to get a good haircut, and get a good uh, treatment, colors. Good um, chats. They do the full bang. Uh, good chats. Get to meet Keegan hands on. Um, I trust no one else with my hair, even though I just shaved it off now in lockdown. But we got to do what we got to do. Um, uh, appointments, appointments are limited as well. Appointments are very limited. It is so hard to get an appointment with Keegan. He is fully booked on a day-to-day basis. Like you said, eight to ten people a day. Um, my brother, it's been a pleasure, pleasure, pleasure talking to you. Pleasure is all mine, bro. Thanks for having me on, bro. I really appreciate it. And I hope to do this soon, bro. You stay safe and I'll chat to you soon, my brother. Love you. Love you too, man. Thanks for the call, bro. All right. See you, mate. Bye. Bye-bye now.